With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Buzz! 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 Welcome into a low-key Saturday at the buzzer. A little relaxed Saturday, one that we did not expect to be that relaxed. Once again, I'm co-host Jack for Ralphie Report, your source for all call out of Buffalo news and notes. Our other co-host over oh. there, Sam. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna exclude me from this. Why? It sounded like you were heading straight into intro without introducing me, but I appreciate no. you introducing me regardless. <laughs> Well, you're needed for this introduction, um, and I'll keep going. It was a little more low-key on Saturday. Um, you know, I started off, I was watching Illinois beat Nebraska, which is wonderful. Fantastic. I saw that fake punt. <laughs> yeah, where the guy really, really wanted to punt the ball, but Nebraska kept giving him yards, so he just kept running for a first down. Yeah, yeah, yeah that it was, was incredible. I, every team should do that. Every team should be playing against Nebraska every week, and then they could do that. I agree. <laughs> the new um, Rutgers of the Big Ten. Congrats. Hey, they're red and they have one big letter as a logo. Oh, um, okay. So, yes. Well, and I was just like, I, I basically just got stir crazy and I figured, you know what? In a perfect world, I'd be going up to Boulder anyways today. Um, so, I took my buddy who splits the season tickets with me and uh, I went up to Boulder and we did not visit Sam, unfortunately, but it was it was nice to pretend there was a game day, um, even for a little bit. We stopped by to get some food, enjoyed some pretty nice weather, and uh, by the time I came back, Nebraska had lost to Illinois at home. So it was really a pretty good it was a pretty good low key day. But I really wish he was playing Arizona State. You're burying the lead. What? Where did you eat on your one visit to Boulder every month? <laughs> Always, I always go to Yellow Belly. I love Yellow Belly. I understand I it has mixed reviews. No, uh, they were the uh, source of one of the larger Boulder outbreaks way back when. Fantastic. But they have they well that was before students came in. Now they are like twentieth. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So, anyways, it was nice to get a semblance of normalcy, but I really wish there was real normalcy and CU played this week, but unfortunately, Arizona State. Couldn't get it together. So here we are. So I tend to enjoy when CU is not losing. And <laughs> an absence of football is okay for me if they're not losing. It feels great that we're 2-0 and and that I know the momentum could have continued because Arizona State's not that good. But I'm like, I'm just a little relieved like I, that I wasn't stressed out today because I, I get really stressed when CU plays and I expect them to win. Well, here's what I'm so annoyed about. Everything else, everything else has broken CU's ways today. UCLA looked super good against an Oregon team that could not handle their offense, which makes me feel better about our defense. It was 38-35. Oregon barely won. And that was based off – that was just because of some terrible drops in the last – some rough throws and some terrible drops in the last um, drive near the end. And this is without Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That offense is good. What? He wasn't playing? No, he was held out because of oh, COVID damn. protocol. Yeah, see, this is what happens when I work all day on Saturday. Right. Yeah. Well, you miss you miss some <laughs> stuff like that. But you yeah, UCLA looks solid, which makes CU obviously by extension look solid. Um you know, USC's about to tip off against Utah. We'll see how that looks. But Arizona is getting taken to the woodshed and beat by Washington right now. It's thirty seven nothing as we speak. Um, they took USC down to the wire, which makes USC look a little less scary and makes Arizona look as bad as I thought they would be. Basically, everyone else in this division looks less scary to me today. It would have been really nice to confirm a bowl win, confirm a bowl game, I should say, get Arizona State in a rearview mirror, be 3-0. But alas, 
didn't happen. And who knows? Arizona State might have won. Yeah, I think the odds would have favored Arizona State. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that I'm not stressed today. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a pretty uh, stressless day. Like we already said, Nebraska lost. Arizona's losing. UCLA lost, which means the Pac-12 South is two-horse race at this point. Um, <laughs> with the two horses being USC and Colorado, like we all predicted, right? Is there is Arizona State not in the race at all? I know they already lost to USC, but well, they lost and then they lost a game this week, so it it takes yeah. har- it's harder for them to catch up. Did didn't they lose the game before too? Uh, Were they geez. supposed to play Utah? They might have. They might be. Yeah, they might be zero and one. I think they are zero and one. Yeah. That's brutal. Damn. Yeah, so two-horse race, that's crazy. Yeah, well, so that's what we should have been happening today. It should have been a one-horse race, but unfortunately not. And um, we're here talking about the other revenue sport that is apparently starting this week. Snuck up on me. Snuck up on me? I don't have any previews written. I don't think anyone just, does, dude. No one's talking about college basketball. focused on – I spent all last week studying for the NBA draft, and that's like literally it. Right, that's all as, the sports yeah. content I was doing. As I said, we are unique in a sports in a college sports blog in that we have one of the <laughs> the main writers is uh, actively looks at players more when they leave college. So, you know, yeah. whatever. It's perspective. Well, We're just getting all sides. I I want to emphasize that ever since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with like the whole concept of a draft. And I just really like studying drafts and have and like football and basketball, baseball. So it's just it's just a little hobby. It's fun. Well, uh, you know that little hobby, I guess, is I think it's fun. It's also I don't know, it's gigantic. We can congratulate Tyler Bay on getting it, the getting the money he deserves. Well, maybe a little less than he deserves, in my opinion, but still a pretty good <laughs> spot for him to land. Yeah, even if he fell to the second round, going to the Mavericks. It's so perfect for him. Like, I don't know if I could have thought of a better team for him to go to. Like, they have such a high track record of developing athletic 3 and D forwards. And he's going to be an offense where he doesn't actually have to do much with Luka Doncic throwing him passes. That sounds like a great place for him to develop, especially if Dwight Powell is going to be out for a while. And they need someone to step into that type of role, like the rim running forward. Yeah, there's not many coaches in the NBA better at homegrown development than Rick Carlisle, I think, at least. Not that yeah. I'm a huge NBA guy, but Rick Carlisle knows how to get his personnel in positions to win. Um, like you said, the Sean Marion blueprint is in place. But as the <laughs> yeah. game has changed, frankly, a little bit of Tyson Chandler, I think, from the 2011 Mavs is there. I think Tyler's big enough for the small league now where he can act as a semi-rim protector. I don't think Tyson Chandler, but Dwight Powell is a is – a, he, he can be a Dwight Powell type. Um, I mean, that's a little like, shooting for not that high, right? What? Nothing's wrong with Dwight Powell. He's a good starting forward. Okay. If yeah. if Tyler Bay becomes Tyler Powell, I'll be very happy. You don't have to you don't have to say he's going to be Sean Marion, who's a borderline Hall of Famer. Yeah, what's that thing? You you just have to get to your second contract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where the money's like, made. That's where all the CU players who've made it to the NBA uh, since Tad Boyle only only George King didn't make it to a second contract. And a skier Booker. He didn't make it to the NBA, but yeah. Okay, well, G League, whatever. He didn't make it to the NBA. George King played for the Celtics. <laughs> a Booker did not. <laughs> Fine. I'll take it. Everyone no, else sorry. has done well for themselves. Alec Burks just got another $6 million. Yeah, yeah. Going to the Knicks. Go get some buckets, Alec Burks. Yeah, I'm playing those lights. I don't know. Congrats to Tyler Bay. Picked 36th by the Dallas Mavericks. That's in the second round. I was hoping Denver would take him, but um, I guess not. They decided to take a worse Pac-12 big who happens to be three years younger because that's what the NBA does. Very I mean, I, I, I like Zeke Nagy on the Nuggets. Yeah, but. Zeke Nagy is d- terrifying. He gets every single rebound, but he is a worse player. 
Yeah. Anyways, um, that's a good segue. We're going to go from professional basketball, which sucks and is stupid, into college basketball, which sucks and is awesome. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the CU basketball preview. So we are about four days away from the first game. Um, Sam and I have talked slightly about this team every now and again over the summer. And as more information has trickled in, we've decided, you know, we've continued to update our, what this team might look like. But in general, it's pretty similar to what we saw last year with one notable Tyler Bay sized hole in the lineup. McKinley Wright is running it back for his, his senior year and what will be his last year, despite Sam's um, hopeful ravings. Is what I would yeah, call he's going to come back for a fifth-year starter. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> and past that, Evan Batty's coming back for what, appear, what feels like his eighth year, but I think it's only his third year. Okay, he will take his fifth year, though. He's going to be here for six years. And I'm fine with that. I would love him to be here for eight years. Dallas Walton's going to be here for seven years. Dallas Walton is back. Deshaun Schwartz <laughs> is back as a senior. Um... And who am I missing? Is it, I mean, Eli, Car- Eli Parquet, we only saw one year of him. Yeah, he- well, yeah, so Parquet is probably a projected starter at shooting guard. So that's going to be Wright, Parquet, hang on a second, Schwartz, and then we're going to get the forwards, um, Evan Batty and Jariah Horn. That's probably the starters. I don't agree that, that he is a uh, projected starter. Who are you starter. starting over Parquet? Well, I guess let's get into it. So – you know, the other <laughs> part of this game, this you know, you have two parts of this team, right? You have the newcomers and you have the veterans. We just went over the veterans. Let's go over some of the newcomers. Uh, as you mentioned, Jariah Horn is a grad transfer. I think the first grad transfer in CU history, or in Tab Oil history, at least. Um, is Parlon Brown not a tra- grad transfer? No, he had, to sit, he had to sit one year to play one year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, he – Horn – Joins the buffs from Tulsa, Tulsa, where he Tulsa. averaged, I think, 15 and 9 as a junior. So, pretty developed offensive player. Will definitely shoot the three ball and is, is pretty smooth there, but I don't think he has a rebounding prowess that, that Bay had. Um, you have a bunch of freshmen coming in. We can talk about them one by one. And then you have uh, the other guy's going to get significant minutes as a newcomer, Keyshawn Bartholomew, who redshirted as a uh, freshman last year to put on some weight. And this year, that is who I would slot in at the second guard spot. Okay. Well, I haven't seen Keyshawn since last year uh, during like their preseason camp. I don't know if he's gained enough weight. Like, I don't know if he's refined a shot at all. I just know that when he was playing, he is an absurdly athletic guy and he can get to the room whenever he wants, but didn't look like he really knew what he was doing on the court. It looked like he was still a teenager playing against, like, these college guys. So, I don't know his development in the past year plus. Um, all like I know to see is it. Tad Boyle loves him, and Tad Boyle also loves uh, that he can rely on him to handle the ball. And I think he's going to be used a lot in that context. I think – He's going to allow Ken to play off fall, which is really good for conserving energy and letting him score when he needs to score, as opposed to running the offense at all times. I don't know. I think he brings. I think he brings another energy, a dynamic to this team that did not exist prior. He's the fastest dude on the team, which is insane to me. He's going to push it on the break every chance he can, and he can actually run the point. Which I, you know, I guess here's my question to you: When was the last time that CU had two legit point guards <laughs> that could play together? You have to go back to Askia Booker and Spencer Dinwiddie, but that's if you count Askia Booker as a yeah, point guard. I don't even know if I would say that. I don't even know if I would call Askia Booker. <laughs> I guess he kind of ran the offense, but not nearly. And it's not the same. And well, we'll he see ran the offense the to go get number zero some points, but that's okay. Which worked when he was a sixth man, for sure. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting, yeah. I think also starting, you might have to go back to – when Alec Burks and Nate Tomlinson were there together, but Nate Tomlinson's not a good enough player to really warrant that. Okay. He was a good point guard. He was a good floor general, I should say. Not yeah, a point yeah, yeah, guard. yeah. I, I don't mean like – I don't think he's as dynamic as McKinley. Also, Nate, come on the pod sometime. <laughs> Please. Oh, God, that'd be fun. 
Nate Thompson on the podcast. Nate, we could probably get him. <laughs> we could get him. Yeah, we got Jeremy Bloom. We could get Nate. That's all we have to say. So, <laughs> I don't know. I it, Keyshawn is the other one, uh, the other main one that's going to add some, some minutes. And then we, we could talk about the freshmen. I really think, like Sam, like you, I think you were intimating, there's one freshman that is deserving of and by virtue of position is going to get a lot of minutes. I don't know about the rest. And that would be Keyshawn Bartholomew? Well, no. That I'm kind of oh, give us a retro you're talking freshman. Jabari Walker. I'm, I'm thinking of Jabari Walker, yeah. Yeah, okay. So we haven't heard anything from camp because someone doesn't get the Zoom notifications on their email. Um, but others have reported that Jabari Walker has been fantastic in these practices and that Tad Boyle has been raving about him as the only player he's happy with on the glass, which usually speaks volumes. So well, it gets you minutes. Is is what it is, right? Like <laughs> if you rebound for Tad Boyle, he will absolutely find you space on the court. It doesn't matter if you're terrible at everything else. Yeah. If you rebound, yeah. he will find you minutes. So if he's good at rebounding, he will see the floor early. He's also really polished offensively. So I think he's going to be a nice add there. I don't know. And I mean, I don't. I I can't really say I've seen him much. I feel more comfortable projecting like Neat Clifford and those guys. But yeah, Jabari Walker was a late commit. I haven't really seen him. I don't know what his game is per se. I'm excited. If he can rebound, I'm really excited. I I think, well, he's a little bit of a stretch four, so he can shoot the three really handily. He's more athletic than Lucas Seward was, so it's not just going to be like a – guy that spots up like Lucas was. He also can't shoot it quite like as accurately. Um, he's a little bit better on defense. I don't think he's a great defender yet. Um, and it's nice to hear that he's attacking the glass because that's something, not something I expected from him so early, especially without bulking out. But um, he's a great – I mean, this whole class is just a crazy good class. Jabari yeah. Walker, great ad. Nick Clifford, extremely athletic guard that will eventually become a, a, I don't know, he'll run the offense at some point in his career. Uh, Tristan De Silva is a nice defensive stopper. I think we're not going to see anything of him this year, but um, a nice guy to at least toughen up the the team. Good kid. Yep, good kid, Matt City. And then, um, <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm blanking Michael on the other, Thank you. I was blanking the other Colorado kid. I mean, he's a bucket getter. He can score at all three levels. He's a really solid shooter. Um, and he has really good size for what is kind of a point guard role that he played in, in high school. So um, Yeah, he's not going to play point forward in college, but that's okay. No, but he still has really good size for how well he can shoot. Yeah, and at least like coming from a point guard background, he can like dribble, which is good. Not everybody can dribble that we see. Well, definitely at CU, not everyone can dribble. That is technically a guard. Um, and then you have the last man that we have not talked about, I guess, Dariah Horn. So we're not going to yeah. have that. Um, <laughs> so the depth chart, I guess, it seems pretty settled that I assume Horn will be starting. So we don't really know who's going to start between Bartholomew and Parquet then. Is that the only question? Well, though? I think that also might flip-flop. I think that might change based off yeah. the matchup and based off of what Tad sees in practice. Because I see I, – I get that Bartholomew would add another dimension that CU doesn't usually have. But I also see that CU always has a guard like Parquet on the floor as a starter, even if he gets subbed off quickly, even if he doesn't lead the team in minutes. Yeah, the two things I'm worried about – or not worried about, but the two things I'm thinking about is, number one, Parquet – Tad already likes him because of his defensive effort and hustle, and I think that has only increased this this offseason. Tad has made to mention multiple times that how impressed he is with either Parquet's work by himself. Um, and then the other thing is, I mean, Bartholomew is six one, maybe. Mm-hmm. So having Ken and Bartholomew on at the same time can be a problem size-wise. Bartholomew is long, at least, and he can and um, kind of match up that way on the perimeter, but he's, he's still slight. So, Ken and him together might cause problems against some of the bigger teams that CU's going to play in conference. 
Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm going to prefer parquet for the time being, but that's because we haven't seen anything. Um, do, are you, are you, do you like the starting lineup? Do you think it has good balance? Or the team in general, do you think it has good balance? I think offensively, this team has the potential to be way better than last year's team. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a gigantic defensive hole in Tyler Bay that I don't know if they can fill. I think Dallas Walden coming back more full strength is going to help the rim protection when he gets on with minutes, but he's not going to start. So you're looking at a more traditional college basketball lineup where the tallest guy is like 6'8", 6'9", and that's going to be Dry Horn slash Evan Batty. Basically Evan Batty. Yeah, and I don't mind that. As long as Evan Batty can stay out of foul trouble, I don't mind that at all. Right, and this year we have some guys behind that won't be exactly what he is, but can definitely fill in for some good minutes. Um, there's a good mix back there. I like Dallas Walden as a third big and Jabari Walker as a fourth, fourth big. It's just fine. Yeah, especially Plus, if, uh, if everyone's yeah, like, getting tab oil piss, you just put an Alex in Estrada. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking like Deshaun Schwartz could probably see some time at the four as well. They're trying to get more guards on. Sam, we've been saying that for what, two years at least, and it just hasn't happened. I know. Like, I want happened. that to happen. Really, we can I think he'd be existence. super fun. Yeah. He can post up. He has he has the, the moves for it. He's big enough for it. He's pretty thick and he rebounds well for his size. Say Deshaun, go get a bucket and see what he does. Well, I hope he does that a lot this year. Yeah. Um, so we, I have the schedule pulled up. So they, they, they start the season against South Dakota on Wednesday. Okay. Then they move on to play Kansas on the road. Then Kansas they, State. Kansas state. Sorry. Sorry. That's a, yeah. Kansas Both state. Both of those are part of the same tournament. So that's part yes. of the little apple classic. It's in Manhattan. Which is in Manhattan, Kansas. So it's a home game for Kansas state. Mm-hmm. And, I hope they don't have fans. I don't know what Kansas is doing, but I hope they don't have fans there. <laughs> uh, then they're going to have two Pac-12 games early against Arizona, and that's mm-hmm. in Tucson, and then a home game against Washington State. But don't they go straight back to non-conference? I, I, that's what I'm confused about is why, are they, why yeah. is that sticking and then they go back to non-conference? So they're moving to a 20-game conference schedule. And cool. they're going to play 11 teams twice. Cool. And then the 12th team, they play once. But the other team, like the pairing, so oh like Washington and Arizona State, the other side of that, they're going to play early in the season, which doesn't make any sense to me. But I think this is going to be a thing now moving forward in the Pac-12. Here's what I'm confused about. What do you mean by yeah. 12th team? Isn't CU the 12th team? <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. That, that. Okay. Sorry for the listeners okay. out there. Um, yes. I don't know. Because I don't, I don't think they're playing Arizona State twice then this season. No, I don't think so either. That's what I meant. I didn't mean CU as the 12th team. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> this season's just weird. So if you look at, yeah, they're going to play two conference games in the middle of the non-conference season. Washington does not count as a conference game the first time or the, the Vegas time. Yeah, that's like an Arizona State in China type of deal. Yeah. With, Neutral you know, Vegas, court China. doesn't count. Doesn't count towards standings. And we don't know it. We, I mean, we have no idea what Washington is going to look like. They have a, pretty much a brand new team. Yeah, and they also had like a bunch of five stars on the team last year, and they sucked. So there's no telling how good Washington's going to be. Yeah, didn't they have what did they have? They had two guys drafted right in the first round. Jaden McDaniel's who sucks, and Isaiah Stewart who's going to be a baller. Also, they had Quade. They had Quade Green, a former five star point guard. Oh my God! How is Naz Carter still there? Oh, he's still there? I feel like I played against Naz Carter for like – we played against Naz Carter for like five years at least. Imagine how teams are going to be when they see McKinley Wright on, on CU again. Yeah, cutting them up again. Arizona Cameron State's going to have – Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just Imagine Ev, Evan Batty on his seventh year on campus. Yeah, exactly. Still <laughs> mocking people around. <laughs> I just looked at Washington's coaching staff. They have the best coaching staff in the in the Pac-12, bar none. 
You know, I doubt I don't doubt that, but they also don't have very good players, it feels like. So um that's what about that. Their rosters have been very unbalanced lately. So they have they have Mike Hopkins at head coach. They have Cameron sure. Dollar at assistant coach. Cameron Dollar is probably the best West Coast recruiter for basketball. He is amazing. So, so they have a lot of money to toss around. Well, that always I mean, at least under Romar, sure. Um <laughs> Dave Rice, who was a great coach at UNLV and got fired, is another assistant coach. And Will Conroy, who's a homegrown Husky player, who's also a good recruiter. What a staff. Plus Mike Coppins. Jeez. But, yeah, like you said, they don't really have a lot of great – Jamal Jamal Bay is back. Uh, I guess. Bay. He wasn't very good last year, though. Well, like, we, quite, don't have to, yeah. Anyways, we don't have to do the Washington schedule yeah. or the roster. Okay, but, yes, it's weird – so we have South Dakota, should be a win. At Kansas State, I don't know anything about them. I haven't watched a game since Jacob Poland graduated. <laughs> then they play at Arizona, then versus Washington State. And then they have CSU, Northern Colorado, and Omaha all, all at home. Then they finish with Washington and Grand Canyon in Vegas. And then it's on to the rest of the com- the 18 other conference games. Yeah, which which we don't actually have the exact schedule yet, which is kind of frustrating. No, but we have the weekends, do we not? Like the I mean, yeah, yeah. I we can go over it eventually. I'm just looking at their official roster, official schedule and they don't have it. Don't worry, I'm pulling it up. Okay, so um uh, Kansas State, we can talk about really briefly. They were really good a few years ago when they had Dean Wade, if you remember Dean Wade. Oh, I remember Dean Wade. As a senior, and they had uh, another guy, I forgot his name, who was a crazy good outside shot. They're both Sick. gone. This is a really, really uh, young team. They have um, – let's see. if Here's the list. I'm just going down the list. Don't know walk on it otherwise. Freshman, sophomore, 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 junior, freshman, freshman, sophomore, senior, freshman, sophomore, freshman, sophomore, junior. It sounds like Utah past couple of years. Yeah, it's stupid young. So I'm not expecting much from them because they weren't that great last year anyways. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think it's like going to be that okay. tough. And Arizona also has been picked like fifth in the conference. Ahead of CU, though, which is some bullshit, but still. Right, because we, not only have they completely turned over their roster, they completely turned over their roster to foreign players that couldn't come into the United States until pretty late into the practice schedule. Yeah, which would be also – it would have been hilarious if their, their, their home countries told them, no, you can't go to yeah. the U.S. All right, I have the schedule if you want to go through it real quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I pulled it up, too, on my own article that I compiled. <laughs> we have the best reporting here. Click on our links. Okay, so um, you're right. The, over New Year's weekend, we have UCLA and USC on the road. I'm expecting a loss on both of those. Both of them? Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know if I – I don't know what to expect from USC right now. So I, I just don't know with them. USC, like I know uh, they UCLA have UCLA is really good though. UCLA is really good. I mean, sure, sure. UCLA, you could put a loss. I don't. I'm not going to argue that. But USC, I just don't know. Like Isaiah Mobley is going to be there. Yeah. Or Evan Mobley, whichever one's better. And but I mean, I just don't know the roster other than that. Well, they have the Moby brothers. They had a few players yeah. last year that are really uh, solid that aren't Anyeka Kongwu. I mean, they, they only bring back one starter. Oh, right, Ethan is gone. Anderson. But Ethan Anderson's so good defensively. I mean, yeah. That's oh, it. Don't give me that. Um, <laughs> okay. First weekend, I'm expecting 0-2 start. Sure. I'm going to go 1-1. One one. Okay. Uh, Oregon and Oregon State at home, 2-0. Okay, yeah. 2-0. and Has to be. That's 3-1 and total for me. This, I guess this might be the year that Oregon State – that Oregon streak slips because there's no fans. This might be the um, year. Who's on Oregon still? They have Chris Duarte. They have – Oh, my God. How is he there? Will Richardson. Infale Dante. I mean, that's, they're pretty 
That's that's already really good. Yeah, but they have a, yeah, they have a huge recruiting class coming in. Best in the Pac-12. Okay, I'm expecting 0-2 starts. So one and four is where I'm at for CU right Ooh, now. Ooh, Sabrina Ionescu's little or big brothers on the team. I don't think she, he's no Sabrina. No, he's a walk-on, but still, he's there. I just wanted to say it. So I'm at three and one right now. You're, or no, I'm at two and two. You're at three and one. Yeah, three and one, maybe two and two. Okay, that's so, a tough. That's a tough start. We stay at home the next weekend. We play Cal and Stanford at home. Sweep. I don't know what Stanford's going to do. I don't know. Stanford has some talent. I don't. I'm not scared of that roster. I really am not. Okay, so Oscar De Silva's still there. Dejon Davis is somehow still there, right? Yeah, I'm. So I don't think he's that good. <laughs> I I know I know. Um, they lost Tyrell Terry. They bring in five star Zier Williams, but we don't actually know how good he is. Mm-hmm. You don't like freshmen, apparently. I just don't, I <laughs> I don't think they're good until they show me they're really good. I I just don't think they are. And maybe yeah, that's a CU fan of me because a lot of CU freshmen always take time to acclimate, but. I, I agree with that to some extent, unless it's like an Isaiah Stewart who's just going to bully people because he's a grown-ass man. Yeah, exactly. um, But Zaire Williams is not really that type of player. So I'm, I'm fine with that. He's like a KZ, KZ Akapala type of guard. Whatever. God, that guy was good. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm pretty confident in that one. I think we sweep those first four road games. And obviously, Cal's rosters. I mean, they're getting better. But uh, Matt, Bradley Matt Bradley is terrifying. I love him. He's one of my favorite players in the Pac-12. But nothing to be scared of at home, I don't think. Also, those, yeah, those are home games. And then on the road, you go to Washington and Washington State. I think you split that trip. I have no qualms. Washington State's going to suck, but they have a really good recruiting class coming in. So get ready for them to be good in two years. I'm just glad that the doormats are improving in the Pac-12, man. It's it's more fun when there's not like you know a Kyle or a Ken Bone Washington State out there. Like Kyle Smith Washington State at least is interesting to watch. Yeah, no, they're on the up and up. Oregon State's gonna be really bad this year. Really, I know bad. they have they have Kyler Kelly who's gonna get like six blocks a game, but that's it. We move on to Utah at home. Gotta be a win. Gotta be a win. Utah's once again terrible. Yeah, they might be the worst team in the conference. Timmy Allen is back. Not scared of Timmy Allen. Never have been. Uh, who's that coach's kid they have? The tiny kid? I don't know. He, The one who looks like a 16-year-old. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. I, I don't know his name, but he's back. Also not scared of him. And Booth Gotch <laughs> is gone. He's gone to Minnesota. So the man that killed CU last year is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to Arizona and Arizona State at home. I think that's a split. Uh, I think I think it's – I'm not afraid of Arizona State like everybody else in the Pac-12 is apparently. I don't see how that team is any better other than like Josh Josh Christopher. See, you swept them. They went 3-0 and against them last year. Yeah, Remy is still as kryptonite as McKinley. I think McKinley does a really good job of slowing down Remy Martin. Yeah, because he's perfect to guard him. Remy believe, Martin isn't as good as people think he is. Isn't Romella White back, by the way? No, he transferred to Mississippi. Oh, thank um, God. CBS Sports rated – can you believe this? They, they rated Remy Martin as the eighth best player in college basketball. No, that's so no. stupid. It's because he can hit he, – he hits stupid, crazy shots, and he has cool hair, and he's flashy. That's literally yeah. what it is. Yeah, that's why you like him. That's why I liked him until I he do, started getting overrated. I still do like him a lot. He's just not – he's not that good. Um, I'm not afraid of Arizona State at all. So the you're saying that's one sweet. player. No, I'm. I'm. I don't know what Arizona's going to be like, so I, I just can't say. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know what Josh Christopher is going to look like on Arizona State. I don't know if he's going to be a walking bucket. Um, but the one player who scared me was Romello White, and he's gone. So I'm not worried about CU getting bullied on the on in the paint. Yeah, that it was terrifying last year in person. When I went to Arizona State, seeing uh, a man bigger than Evan Batty, I did not think it was possible to see a man who just took up more space relative to his height. He's so underrated, too. Yeah, he's got some really hard stuff for them. I don't see how they replace that. 
but so I, I guess I'm looking at zero and two, and then two and two, and then four and two. Just just count the just count the wins. Okay, five, six, and I'm at eight. Eight conference wins. That's already pretty solid. Yeah. So through Arizona's, I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I'm at like nine and two. Yeah, that's a little optimistic, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm also the more optimistic. Wait, is that even true? I think both of us are being a little optimistic. I'm sure the CU might drop one or two of these, but we don't know. Man, we were railing on Sabatino when we were doing a preseason preview with him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think it'll be 22 wins. And we were railing on him because we both thought it'd be 25, 26. And then he was right. I hate when people know more than us and then they tell us what they know. Well, he was only right because CU collapsed at the end of the season. So. Yeah, but he's still right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were both right. Okay. So, so. Let's go, uh, on the road now, Bay Area trip, Cal versus Stanford. Split. Is, I think it's a split. Cal goes down. We lose to Stanford at home. Then we stay on the road, up the road to uh, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon State. Split. Split. We we can't lose to Oregon State this year. So I'm at I'm at ten wins right now. I'm at eleven. Okay. Ten if I'm being cautious. And this is before this is. Are we counting the Arizona Washington State games as a split? Oh sure. Okay, so now I'm at eleven wins. Okay. Then we go on to UCLA USC at home. Oh jeez. I think you really want to sweep that, but I don't think it's possible. I think it's a split. Yeah, I think so too. Finally, we finish up with Utah on the road. Yeah, that should be a win. I think that's a win too. Uh, what's your how many? What's your wins at? So that would be thirteen. You're thirteen and seven. Thirteen and seven, which is a great season. Yeah, I'm fourteen and six. I uh, that's an amazing. Yeah, that's a really good season. It was senior McKinley, right? I hope it. I don't see why CU finished seventh place in the preseason poll. Not that it matters. I just don't get it. You have to think Tyler Bay is the best player in the conference to do that. Well, yeah, there's a few things working against CU right now. Number one, their recruiting class, while it was good, was not as good as some of the people above CU. And that's going to be a big thing people are looking at. Number two, the biggest star, arguably, on the team left. So that's going to be a big thing that people are looking at. But if you think he was the most valuable player on the team, I don't really want to hear your opinion. Right, and he's not. And we, I mean, I think everyone knows that he's not, but it's also – I think they look at this team, Seward left, Bay left, Gatling left. That's three seniors, three starters-ish. People mm-hmm. play stars minutes, and they think, how can they replace that? But we look at the team and we see Keyshawn is a better Shane Gatling. Well, he's Horn. not. Go yeah. ahead. He's not a Gatling, but he's a better player. No, but he I, he's going to fill the role that Gatling was was recruited to fill and actually fill it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Gatling was supposed to be a secondary ball handler that calmed down the off, offense and got some buckets and played defense. And I thought I, of him more as a secondary ball handler and shooter and like a gunner. Yeah, and that's true. I think he was definitely I, you know scored points, and I think Keyshawn Bartholomew will be that. I think Gatling was a gunner that was hot and cold and played pretty solid defense. Um, I think Bartholomew will do all three of the things that Tad asked at that position. And then also Jariah Horn. I think he's a better version of what we want Lucas Seward to be. Yeah. I don't see – if you follow the team closely, no disrespect to Seward, but if you think that that's like a crucial loss for a team, I don't, I don't really buy that. Well, he's a really good player that we all watched grow up. Everyone, anyone who reads something that I said or hears something that I said knows that I goddamn love Lucas Seward. I thought he was so underrated the past two years in terms of hitting big shots. I Mm -hmm. thought he definitely grew as a defender, but I also think that all of that is entirely replaceable. Yeah. So um, I think think he was a really good player at the end of his career here. Yeah. He, I mean, he hit, what, like 50%, 40, 50% of, like, wide-open threes, which is all you want. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. But Jariah Horan can do more than that. 
and that's and if if you have a replacement that can do more than the person is replacing, that's a win. The the issue we're seeing here is can CU replace Tyler Bay at all? Is, is that a thing they want to do or can do? I don't know. Um, I don't think they can do it. You can't have that type of rangy, disruptive defender who can also rebound like that. But I also think he did a lot of things that he was probably overrated at, like like the team defense thing. Like CU's defense, like statistically, was better with him off the floor. Is that is true? Little, it is, yeah. Which is weird, um, because he did make a lot of mistakes. He got bullied by bigger players, like that type of deal. And like, it was. I know how good he was offensively, but it was frustrating how often he disappeared on offense or how often he just had an awful offensive game. I mean, his good so outweighed the bad, and he was definitely yeah, a know. really good thing. I know. Yeah, but like you said, I, you know, I don't think that CU definitely needs to replicate that to have success this year. And I guess let's get into what success looks like. Is this a tournament team? Is the 2020 Colorado Buffaloes, are they a tournament team? I think that if you take this team from last year and make the little changes and you get rid of that five-game collapse, which wasn't them, I think that this is still like an eight seed at worst. What do you mean it wasn't them? <sighs> I, I know it was them, and I know that part of their issues is the lack of accountability and the lack of an asshole in the locker room who's going to yell at everybody. But I also think that they just learned that lesson and they're not going to do that again. They're not going to quit on a season. Well, yeah. I mean, when we interviewed Evan Batty, it's pretty much what he said, right? Is basically no one wanted to blame anyone, but now it's the last – it's McKinley's last ride. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he cares about blaming people anymore. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, like, I think that's also part of why Tad felt more comfortable being in a grad transfer. This is a guy who's been successful elsewhere, and I don't think he, he gives a shit if, if – someone did something wrong he's gonna let them know i dry a horn by all accounts has been a great leader in the locker room has stepped up but i also think his outside perspective allows him to not let um past bonds get in the way of getting better so yeah i so i think that like that type of collapse can't happen i don't think that they're gonna have like a five game stretch that bad i think that this team will be slump proof in some respect just because of the lessons they've learned and because of the way they're built. So, yeah, this team is I it's going to be worse defensively. I think there's nothing there's nothing to get around that. This team is I think going to be a worse defensive team overall. Um, they were still at, like they're still going to be good on defense. This like if they're like the yeah. fourth best defense in the Pac-12, that's fine. I should say part of that is defensive rebounding. I think they're going that's going to be where we're going to feel that the most. I also want to say that Evan Batty boxing out is going to make everyone a better rebounder. Well, I sure – I yeah, God. I mean, him continuing to get really good, him continuing to get better is going to be so fun to watch. So fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will, and I, I hope that other people get to – I mean, the thing that's interesting, and we've seen a little glimpses of it, but I'm really looking at Deshaun Schwartz attacking the glass. I think he's really good at rebounding. He just doesn't do it that often, and I hope that this year gives him the space to really go after it because we've seen pretty good rebounding games from him before. I mean, yeah, if he can I, – I know I'm not going to do the thing where it's like, if we can see Deshaun take the next step. How many times have we said that? Yeah, <laughs> Too many times. To be fair, but, we did see him take the next step just in some games, not the full season last year. Yeah, if we can see a more aggressive Deshaun because he has to be, yeah. I think that that would be huge. Like, he could be the breakout player in the Pac-12, like, actually. Yeah, he could be the George King this year. I don't, don't want to put that on him, but, like, that scoring potential is absolutely in him. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a fun year. I think they're also a tournament team. I don't think they have the, the ceiling that last year's team did, but they definitely have a pretty solid roster. They have a good coach. They have a pretty decently easy schedule. They should be able to win most of their conference games and almost all the non-conference games, and that equals a tournament team. Yeah, I, I think so too. And even if they lose 
against, like, say, Arizona on the road in that early part of the season, I don't think they're going to drop another game. And even if they do, I think that it's fine. Like, you don't have to be a four seed. You could be a nine seed. It's fine. Yep. I mean, the leadership on this team is still rock solid. There is no gaps there. It's still McKinley's team. It's still Evan Batty's team. They know what they're doing. Jariah Horn adds some extra stuff. So, I don't – I'm not anticipating a collapse um, in leadership like we saw maybe in the Derek White season um, or, the, the mm. I guess, even the Skia Booker season. I am also I, – I do think this is a setup year as well. I think it's a good send-off. I think it's a setup year because – if, if you can turn your, your setup years into tournament appearances, that's when you take the next step. No one's losing eligibility this year like Jabari yeah. Walker could play every game and still be a freshman going into next year and that's huge what we're looking at next year is basically a nine-person freshman class and that's the team so um I this think this might be this might be the step CU type programs needed to catch up to the one and done programs it definitely helps the Iowa's of the world the CU's of the world those uh, above average middle of the road power five teams that keep guys a little bit longer because they have, they don't declare early. And I don't know. I, I think this is still going to be a fun team. Offensive, definitely more offensively dominated. We're going to see Ken off ball and looking to score a lot more often. I think uh, we're going to also see less turnovers from him because of that. And I think he's still going to end up topping the record books in a few area, areas when it's done. He's I mean, enjoys right. Enjoy the ride, you know? What else What else are we looking at? So, do you have any breakout picks? Any players you want to keep them, uh, an eye on? You know I love Eli Parquet. Big fan of Eli Parquet. If he can get a solid outside shot, I'm going to be more than happy with him. He already took some nice steps towards that last year. He's athletic. He can defend. He's huge. Um, I just Let's love the way his game was. That's a good way to stay on the court. Yeah. That's my guy. Eli Parquet is my guy. He's also my guy. I was going to pick him. Um, but I, I'm also a sucker for what Neek Clifford could be. Yeah, I think a lot of people like Neek Clifford in the, I guess, the small CU media circles. I think his athleticism is really exciting for some people. He is very smooth. I just like – when I was watching his highlights, it just seems like he can just drive and just get to his jumpers so quickly. You know, I really I, like that. there's a lot of players that can score off the dribble that haven't – I mean, C really hasn't been able to recruit some of those guys before, at least in this quantity. It'll be interesting to see how that translates. I don't think Nick Cliff is going to play a huge amount of minutes, but, um, yeah, I know that you love how smooth he is. He is a smooth operator. Do you have any – Who's your who's your Pac-12 champs, by the way? UCLA. I love that team. I who's hate your, that Chris Smith is coming back, and I love Tiger Campbell. Who I, I like Tiger Campbell too. Who's your Pac-12 player of the year? Uh, I mean, Chris Smith, I think, has a really good shot at it, especially if UCLA is the best team. Um, jeez. Past that, you're looking at some guys that are carrying some pretty solid teams. Remy Martin, obviously, is going to be a number one contender, if you want to Will call Richardson. it that. Will Richardson. I don't, I don't, I don't believe the hype that much there. But well, he's inconsistent, so I don't think that puts a cap on him. He's not Peyton Pritchard. I guess if Stanford shows out, whatever, whoever their guy is, Oscar DeSilva, maybe, Dejon Davis, maybe. I'm still not that bought in on that program, but that's pretty much the rest of the conference I'm not bought in on. UCLA, I am, but the rest of them I'm not huge fans. Maybe a Mobley? I don't know. I, my, my pick is definitely uh, Chris Smith. I'm going to go Chris Smith. I'm also keeping an eye on McKinley Wright. If, he, if they get the two or a three in the conference, it would be huge with him. Well, let's look at a dream season for him, right? If, if Keyshawn takes some pressure off him to be on the ball all the time and he looks for more opportunities to score, if he can shoot better and, and uh, bump that three-point percentage to somewhere in the high 30%, we're looking at what, maybe 15, 16 points a game from him? Probably yeah. five or six rebounds like he's done his whole career. And if he can keep that five-assist average, 
That's a really good stat line. <laughs> That's a really good stat line. Yeah, and if he keeps playing really good defense. Right. I mean, he's going to be he, on the defensive team again. Yeah. What, his third time? Yeah. Hmm? Is he going to be four-time All-Pac-12? Man, he's so good. I hope so. God, he's good. We better appreciate him as last year. We already have, obviously, but we better, like, super appreciate him as last year. We, we have been McKinley Wright fanboys since his first game. I think every single – everyone that's watched him play since the first game was like, oh, yeah, this is the dude. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good guy. He's a great program player. And he's going to keep coming back. Hopefully he makes it in the NBA and sticks around because he's a great He investor. has to. If Tim Frazier can stick in the NBA for seven <laughs> seasons. If Chris Copeland can make it in the NBA, so can McKinley. Hey, man, that's, that's, that's – Chris Copeland, you caught on right as stretch fours were getting popular, and I applaud you. Good. I don't say that's a bad thing. Chris Copeland has a lot of tools. I think McKinley Wright has a lot of great skills. Completely different positions, apples to oranges, but I think McKinley Wright is going to be in the NBA. Buffs, did, did damn you, it! Did you um, p- project NCAA tournament for them? Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be as high of a seed. I think no, last I don't year's think so CU team could have been a, a five or a six seed. I don't think they're going to be that this year. No, I'm going eight seed. Ugh, fine. That's going to suck. I hope we don't play Pittsburgh again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope so too. Okay. Um, is this our season preview? I feel like we weren't even that all-inclusive. of content. Well, it's hard. I mean, basketball is even harder than football at this point because we don't – we literally do not know anything about some of the other teams. We can look at the roster and we can kind of project, but there's been absolutely nothing coming out of their practices. And, frankly, it's also hard right now to look at how many games are even going to be played. CSU yeah. has to shut down operations for two weeks, which means they open up about three days before the game that's scheduled against CU. That's going to happen to other teams. Like, their games are going to be canceled. So it's really hard to prognosticate that much in the future. I think, oh. frankly, this preview is good for us and the fans to look like, oh, yeah, there's basketball this week. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was also going to say, like, a lot of these guys are freshmen, and football doesn't have as many freshmen con- contributors, so we just don't know. Well, I mean, shit, look at our football preview. I was saying, eh, going to be low scoring. Sam Neuer, not that great. I was wrong. Oh, we, yeah, well, we were very wrong about Sam Neuer. And apparently all the, the Sam Neuer truthers were right that whole time. Bench Steven Montez. Starts yeah, all, all five of them that exist. If you're <laughs> one of the five Sam Neuer truthers, yell at me. I don't care. I want to see who you are. <laughs> are we done? I'm done. Are you done? <laughs> I'm done. All right, watch basketball the Wednesday, ESPN Plus. That's when CU plays South Dakota. See ya. Buzz. 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 Buzz.